Steve Howell, Senior Director of Industry Affairs with the Indiana Soybean Alliance, joins us from Washington, D.C., where he's been this week lobbying lawmakers on the new farm bill, trade issues with Mexico, and policy-related topics like the EPA's latest WOTUS rule. Steve, appreciate you carving out some time to talk to our farmers about what the Indiana Soybean Alliance is doing there. Let's start with WOTUS, the waters of the U.S. Now, I get the sense from farmers that they see WOTUS in by extension conservation programs somewhat akin to the Green New Deal. What's ASA's position and maybe the message to lawmakers? Well, I believe the frustration that farmers have toward regulations in general, but uh, the waters of the U.S. rule in particular, is that just seems like it's written by folks that don't understand really what happens on a farm and what the reality is on the farm, particularly the lack of an under, of understanding that farmers are going to care for the land. It's, it's our lifeblood. The soil is our lifeblood. The water is our lifeblood. We've got to take care of that, and we do. So I think there's really a, a lack of understanding that that's, that's what's happening on the farm currently. And then just a, a lack of understanding of what our practices are and uh, the impact that those practices have. I think also that frustration is, is compounded by the fact that there's a lot of vagueness in the rule. Uh, that's been the case over the past few rules that what we call the Trump rule provided more clarity and but that that rule was overturned and they reverted back to the 15 rule and this is to replace that but there's just a lot lack of uh, clarity within the rule so landowners and farmers can understand what they can, can and can't do with certain water features on their land that's really the frustration and I think the answer is uh, legislatively we need some fixes to define, better what can and can't be done within the the Clean Water Act. Clean Water Act has uh, been around for for decades and it needs updated and we need legislation to to better clarify what can and can't be done on the farm. That's that's really the the source of that frustration. Uh, We just need some clarity and and it's got to make sense on, on the land. I'm sure you've heard the comments from the Farm Bureau and their message about voluntary versus mandatory, specifically referencing compliance with conservation programs tied to crop insurance. So is there any optimism that educating lawmakers is going to mitigate that? Uh, Actually, from my perspective, there's cause for a a lot of optimism. Frankly, when a lot of times when we go into these meetings, we tell them, you know, what our priorities are. A number of the meetings they started with the staff or the members started with WOTUS concerns. So I think that it's on their radar. It's, it's certainly something they're hearing from agriculture and from other sectors that the rule is flawed and it needs corrected. And, and legislation is what's needed to correct a lot of the flaws within the waters of the U.S. So the agencies aren't uh, coming up with these vague interpretations and kind of pulling us back and forth on what we can and can't do with it needs to be tightened up in legislation. So I guess just from the standpoint that they raised the issue, a lot of times raised the issue before we had a chance, tells me that it's on their radar and they want to address it and make fixes. So I know one idea that uh, Senator Braun had, had mentioned is a, an advisory, an ag advisory board for EPA would be housed at USDA, but it would be to develop advice for EPA to better address the, the water issues and understand better what happens on a farm. So I think that that's an interesting concept. I think there's uh, some merit there. We just want to make sure that that advisory board would have some power that uh, what they would recommend would be adopted by the EPA. 
Now, one of the issues that I understand ASA is in Washington to talk to lawmakers about is the recent trade issue with Mexico over GM corn. So how is soybean involved in that and what's the message to Congress? Uh, It's very concerning when one party to an agreement can just arbitrarily ignore certain parts of an agreement, whether that's a trade agreement or frankly anything else. If you had a private agreement between, let's say, a, a landowner and a farmer wouldn't work too well if, if just mid-stride you just chose to ignore part of that agreement. That's ASA's primary concern with that is that, yeah, it's a corn issue now, but what if it's a soybean issue the next time a party to the agreement just chooses to ignore that trade agreement? So that's primarily the case. And then as with a lot of our advocacy efforts, you can get more done if you can build a coalition. And that's what uh, National Corn Growers is doing, is trying to build out that coalition of ag groups to ask the administration to initiate a dispute settlement under the USMCA. So that's one of the reasons uh, the American Soybean Association is uh, interested in this. You're right, it is a corn issue now, but there's value in building a coalition and ASA is looking at joining that coalition and seeing where the the appropriate level of involvement would be. So really, it's a concern that the entire trade agreement may not stay together if if certain parties are just allowed to, to back out of different pieces of it on a whim. Steve Howell, Senior Director of Industry Affairs with the Indiana Soybean Alliance in Washington, D.C. Steve, thanks a bunch for your time. Always appreciate conversation with you. Podcasts by Federated Media.